Hi everyone, it's Joyce. I just wanted to say that I hope you're keeping safe, healthy, and hanging in there. Sending love your way and my thoughts are with you. In order to love yourself, be beautiful inside and out, you have to be at a certain level of peace with yourself, okay? Whether that's setting a small list of things that are doable for you and acceptable for you and things you can do, um, I think it's very, very, very smart to do so. Okay, and being happy about yourself and your life and where you are. So make things achievable for yourself. Don't put a list of things like, you know, I need to get a PhD and I need to have four jobs and I need to do this, but it's not gonna happen tomorrow and you're not gonna be happy. So make some small steps of achieving goals that make you feel good about yourself. And once you feel good about yourself, your inner and outer beauty will shine. Hello, beauty. Yes, you. Join me, host Joyce Platon, as I chat with today's beauty, wellness, and lifestyle visionaries. Let's discover their motivating journey together as I merge my love for the art and my passion in revealing one's true inner beauty. Hey there, Joyce Platon here, and welcome to Hello Beauty. Today's special guest is Dr. Shaheen Gadir. He is double board certified in obstetrics and gynecology and reproductive endocrinology and infertility. Dr. Gadir is a top physician in egg freezing and is a founding partner of Southern California Reproductive Center. Dr. Gadir helps traditional families and LGBTQ communities achieve their goals of having the family of their dreams. He has been featured in ABC, People Magazine, Mary Claire, Fox News, BBC, People Magazine, and so much more. Welcome to Hello Beauty, Dr. Gadir. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited because this topic is so valuable that I believe a lot of women and also the LGBTQ community will find value. So I am so excited to jump right in. I know that you are a founding partner of Southern California Reproductive Center. Talk to me about how your passion in reproductive health and infertility issues come about. So thank you very much, by the way. It's such a pleasure to be here. And I agree with you. I think that this topic is so important. Uh, you know, it's important to look beautiful. I know that. But it's mm -hmm. also important to look beautiful in your mind and in your health and when thinking ahead and making sure that you're covering all aspects of your life. Um, fertility has been a passion of mine for quite a while now. Um, it's been about 19 years in this industry, and I've been here at my clinic for about 16 years and a partner here at Southern California Reproductive Center, and we have had the opportunity of being um, part of what we call millions of memories. So for us, it's really important. And the educational aspect of what I do to help women learn about what they need to do to protect their future, what is available to do to help people now, the number of, like you said, LGBT um, Q patients that we have helped start beautiful families and patients from around the world that have come to our practice have really, really allowed for us um, to have a great opportunity to help people. And it's a very rewarding occupation, incredibly rewarding. I can't think of anything else that would be more rewarding. Um, but it's a wonderful, wonderful career path for me that has allowed for a lot of happy happiness on the side of the patients. Yes. At what point did you decide to focus more on infertility issues and helping lots of families achieve their dreams? So I'm, I'm double board certified. I did a four-year residency in obstetrics and gynecology. And during that time, I had the opportunity of working with a couple of different fertility doctors during our reproductive medicine rotations. And I realized that I really, truly enjoyed that. So I applied for fellowship and I did fellowship 
I covered both Cedars Sinai Medical Center and UCLA Medical Center for three years. And I have a double board certification in OBGYN and also reproductive medicine at this point. Um, so it was sometime during my residency program that I realized this is definitely where my heart is and this is what I need to do. What exactly is oocyte cryopreservation and in other words, egg freezing? So oocytes are the fancy word, the medical term for eggs and cryopreservation, cryo is freezing, preserving. So it's basically egg freezing. Um, it's the process where we allow a woman to freeze her eggs because as everyone knows, the freezing of your eggs for a female is on a completely different timeline. So you may be at your peak in life when you're 40 years old, but at the age of 40, your fertility has had major, major significant declines. And in this day and age, when women are so successful in the workforce and leaders in many different industries, we feel that it's sad for someone to ignore the fact of having kids for the future. So this is something that we bring to everyone's attention. We want women who are successful in life to be successful in their families and in their dreams. We encourage women to freeze their eggs at an age when they have excellent egg quality and that they are doing well and that we know that they can make eggs that in the future can be used to make beautiful children. Now, that's for a single woman. If people are in a relationship or as a couple, we also let them know that it's absolutely perfectly fine to make what's called an embryo when you put an egg and a sperm together and do that. Um, so you can make an embryo and save it for the future as well. Anyways, you can do both egg freezing and you can do embryo freezing, but the bottom line is it's important for us to give thought to the future because if you don't, the female body and the reproductive system of a woman is on a timeline that is not very favorable for women at all. <laughs> I know it seems scary already, and I know that there's these looming uh, scary thoughts as you actually, I mean, begin your 30s. So what do you think is that best time or range, age range for women to freeze their eggs or when they're like the most fertile and, and when so they're the best candidate for this? We, we know from medical data that women who are in their 20s have the best egg quality and the best egg count. That's why most of our egg donors that donate eggs to older women are between 20 and 29. However, we have a very hard time convincing women who are in their 20s to worry about their future and to worry about their egg freezing issues. <laughs> so we've come to a compromise, and the compromise for me is that if at the age of 30, you don't have significant plans of what you're gonna be doing to have a baby very soon, then you need to figure out how to freeze your eggs or freeze your embryos with your partner. So at the age of 30, I think it would be very, very smart for every single woman to have their egg count done, and there are certain blood tests that can be done. The most important blood test that we recommend is something called AMH, anti-malarian hormone. It's a hormone that comes from the eggs. So when you check the blood any day of the month, it doesn't matter if you're on your period or not, on birth control or not, it really is irrelevant. You get those eggs, and at that point, those, those I'm sorry, you get the AMH, and it tells us a lot about your AMH. Now, it is not gonna come back and say you have like, 13,223 eggs, that's not how it comes back. It comes back as a number that's representative of how you're doing compared to other women in your age category. So in the old days or when the test just came out less than 10 years ago, 
they used to say, if your AMH is above one, you're good. If your AMH is below one, it's not good. We know clearly that that is not the case, okay? Because if you are 30 years old and your AMH is 1.1, which is above one, that's actually very, very low for a 30 year old and to be of concern. If you are 44 and it's 0.9, which is below one and it's really considered bad, it's actually for a 43, 44 year old, an excellent number. So it really depends on your age and it depends on what your goals are. It depends on if you want four kids or do you want one kid. But that's a great starting point to start a discussion. And if you feel like your OBGYN is not that versed and familiar and aware of how to interpret that number for you, it's really, really worth one call or one visit with an, with an infertility specialist to get an assessment of where you are and if it's a good timing for you to do that. Oh, that sounds amazing. It's good to know. What are factors that could affect you being a candidate? There, there's two separate big questions there. Everyone's a candidate. Even if your egg reserve is on the lower side, I come from the mentality that tells me it's better to freeze one or two eggs than no eggs. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing. Definitely, definitely better to get one or two eggs than no eggs at all. Because I've had patients that made two eggs and got a beautiful baby out of it and mm -hmm. was you know, 43 and I had another one at the age of 44. Now, I've also had people that were 38 and make 27 eggs and none of the eggs were good enough to be used in the future. So it really does depend. The bottom line is that the more eggs you have, the better it is and it's the better safety precaution to take for your future. It's kind of like car insurance. You know, you get the best car insurance because you want to be protected in case of an accident or an emergency, but hopefully you'll never have to use it. Okay. Yeah. Basically how I look at it with egg freezing as well. Um, there are, so everyone is a candidate and we have also done so many different creative things to bring the financial aspect of this at arm's reach for anyone. Um, the financing options have been able to come down to as low as, as sometimes they, they vary with time and they vary with your credit, but we've gotten them as low as like $160 a month finance. The free I actually egg. can see that. Like I saw that on the website where yeah. 60 a month, that's very affordable, you know? Very, very. Mm -hmm. And I, this is really horrible to say, but if you can't afford $160 a month, then I would definitely worry about having a child. So mm -hmm. it's, we've done it very doable that people can try to save a little bit from their monthly savings to do the most important thing in their life. We've also brought, we just finished a, a very special we had that was like $6,400 for the whole egg freezing process. Unfortunately, the medications aren't included and they're expensive, but more and more and more employers these days are actually covering this benefit, which is huge. One of the first things we say in our patient um, webinars is to please check with your employer and find out exactly what they cover and what they don't. A lot of the larger employers like Google and Snapchat and Disney and Netflix, and it goes on and on, the newer um, more advanced companies are offering excellent, amazing fertility coverage for their patients. So that's really important. Yeah, I didn't hear about that. And I'm just so happy that along with these maternal and paternal leaves, more companies are actually just being in tune with their employees and taking care of them. And they are aware yeah. that these are important, that it should Very be a important. part of the benefit package. 
Yeah. So that that's amazing. So you already started talking about like as low as 160 a month, it's possible to start this procedure, but just a ballpark, what is the average cost of it, including you know, the testing, medications? You know, I, to be honest, I, I'm always the worst that does this. And that's why we have people <laughs> yeah, in my office yeah. that does this. But I think that all of the testing comes out to a few hundred dollars beforehand. Mm -hmm. It's called pre-testing. Um, the medications really vary. If you come in and you have a very low egg reserve and you're older, you're going to need more medicine to get your body to make even those few eggs. If you're young and you're healthy, you need very little medicine. But even the little bit of medicine is going to cost a few thousand dollars. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, yeah. there's no way that I know of doing this that your medications are going to be, I'd say, under maybe two thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's still good to know. And the same thing as planning for the future or maybe planning to get a house. We need to get our ducks in the row, right? Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yes. I want to talk about your um, Fertility for All charitable organization. I really believe that this is such a beautiful thing that you started. Ah, thank you so much. So I'm very proud. My heart was really in a place that I wanted to help others. Um, so we did start an organization called Fertility for All. Uh, and it has raised some money. Unfortunately, as someone who just wanted to help, I did not really realize how much is involved with a nonprofit <laughs> and to raise money and how difficult it is and everything that goes along with it. Um, so I'm not as proud as I want to be about what we've done with it and how we've helped people. We have helped some people and we have raised money, um, but it's something that is, is going to be on my radar to kind of grow more. But the thought behind it is that we would be getting donations and raising money from organizations and prior patients to help future patients that can't um, do this without financial access. I think it's still amazing the fact that you have that, you know, the thought and that mission already. It's mission driven and you've already started it. That's all that matters. Thank and you. it will eventually get bigger and bigger. Here at Hello Beauty, I am such an advocate for healthy lifestyle and nutrition. What would you recommend would be like a healthy lifestyle and maybe diet plan? Diet doesn't mean like you're restricting, but what are the healthy foods that right. could boost our really fertility? That's a, so I love that you do that. And, you know, I'm all about being healthy inside and out. Mm -hmm. So um, my social media page, my Instagram page and Facebook page does a lot about even putting diets on and recipes on and things that are healthy. I think a diet that is really well balanced is very important for me personally. Um, I'm, I have never been good with just plant-based or just pescatarian <laughs> yeah, or just vegetarian. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer um, and it works very well for me to balance everything. So I do have a little bit of meat. I have a little bit of chicken. I have a little bit of fish and I like to really balance it. So that works very well for me. And everyone has to figure out what works well for them. But a diet that is very rich in antioxidants and fresh food, just sustainable fresh food that does not come out of packages and cans, I think for me is the most important thing that you could do. Um, what I mean by that is that try to just get things that are fresh. Try to make things that are fresh. I'm all about trying to get organic. And I was really, really surprised the other day. I had to take one of my kids and we had to buy something from the 99 cent store. And I was really shocked that they are carrying organic items. So oh, now it's wow, getting accessible. And also when I went to Costco the last time I went there, there were so many things that are able oh, to that's be so true. organic. Yeah. 
So I'm so a firm believer of staying away from pesticides and chemicals and packaged and boxed and canned and frozen things and try to get the freshest thing available. A very good idea to get everything that you can organic and as, as you can high in oxidants, antioxidants, so that you have a very healthy internal well-being. Now, antioxidants slow down the aging of all the cells of our body, and for that reason, the green leafy vegetables, um, the ones that are full of color, the vegetables, are really good source of fiber and antioxidants, and really good for holding on to your egg quality. That's amazing. What do you think about intermittent fasting? Because I have read various studies that it very, uh, it's different for women because of our hormones. Um, but I know it's, it's catching on to everyone, you know, including women where they do, yeah. you know, 16 hours of fasting. Do you think that causes stress to the body and might eventually so affect your went, you know, fertility? Yeah, I actually went to a lecture by a person that I really trust um, who spoke about this. And as much as I was very hesitant and I didn't believe in it, the data out there says that it has some benefits for people. Now, again, I think it's one of those things that has benefits for some people and maybe not all. Like, I don't think that would work well for me because if I miss a meal, I'm not a very happy camper. And Get I don't function well. And, and I also have noticed, sadly, many people that skip meals have weight issues. Um, I'm a firm believer of three meals a day and three healthy snacks a day for everyone and lots and lots of water and liquids. Um, I try to do that myself. Uh, you know, I think you have to find what works well for your body. I don't see a benefit for me to intermittently fast, and I like to give my body nutrients on a regular basis. Um, but I think that for some people, swear by it, and they've shown and proved medical benefits to it. So I'm not against it in any way. That's so true. I think I'm also a firm believer in, you know, whatever adds stress to your life, maybe try not to do it, you know. Exactly. Um, I also believe that, you know, balance is key. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. <laughs> Here at Hello Beauty, we have a philosophy, and it's say hello to the beauty in you. What advice can you give to those who are trying to discover their beauty within? You know, that is such a beautiful thing, and I got to be very honest. Um, I wasn't always as aware of my mental well-being um, as I try to be now. I think COVID gave me an opportunity to reset my life and catch up on some things. I've already lost some of those things that I loved having, um, which is sad. But I think in order to love yourself, be beautiful inside and out, you have to be at a certain level of peace with yourself, okay? Whether that's setting a small list of things that are doable for you, and acceptable for you and things you can do. Um, I think it's very, very, very smart to do so, okay? And being happy about yourself and your life and where you are. So make things achievable for yourself. Don't put a list of things like, you know, I need to get a PhD and I need to have four jobs and I need to do this, but it's not gonna happen tomorrow and you're not gonna be happy. So make some small steps of achieving goals that make you feel good about yourself. And once you feel good about yourself, your inner and outer beauty will shine. And that's beautiful. I totally agree 100%. So a lot of my viewers and listeners are always interested about my guest beauty and grooming regimens. Talk to me oh. about your skincare <laughs> or hair care or grooming essentials morning to night. Quickly include products if there are. Wow, that is an amazing <laughs> question for someone like me who's never been asked that question in my life. Yeah. Um, but 
you know, I, a couple things. Uh, up to last year, I had a lot of dark hair that my hairstylist thought it was important to put, and I decided no more, so I got rid of it all. I'm happier. I don't put, I put gel in my hair for like 30 years, and I don't put anything now. I come it out of the shower, good. and I take a brush. One, two, three, four, five, six, done, and that's it. So <laughs> It looks good, yeah. For that. Um, I love <laughs> all of the shampoos and conditioners that have like the – the tea tree kind of scents in them. I just feel like mm -hmm. it tingles and opens up my scalp. Um, for skin products, that's a little bit more complicated. I've used for years and years and years a simple moisturizer because I realized I have very dry skin, especially on my face, but thank God I've got blessed with my mom and grandma's skin that has <laughs> been good. I'm turning 50 soon and I'm doing, thank God, really well Oh, there. wow, you don't look yeah. good. <laughs> thank you. Um, I just, I always believed in washing my face really well. And I use sometimes just a minimal amount of soap or just a facial um, wash. I do use this moisturizer from Lab Series. It has no scent. It doesn't feel greasy at all. And I try to put it on in the morning and in the evening. Um, I recently took my 11-year-old to get a facial because she was breaking out for the first time. And I got one too. And uh, Ramona Klein had, is the facialist who it took, it's, it took me forever to find her. But some of my really famous patients told me about her, and she's Ooh. amazing. She's absolutely amazing. Thank you for amazing. sharing. <laughs> yeah, she's absolutely amazing. And she has a product. She gave me this like B12 serum that I squirt one squirt in my palm, and then I rub it on, and you can you smell like a vitamin, okay? But yeah. I think this thing has been amazing. So in the morning, I put the moisturizer on, and in the evening, after I've washed my face really well, that's what I like to put on. Um, but I just, you know, I have to say, I think that just keeping yourself, your face moisturized and not dry is probably the best thing that you can do for your skin. <laughs> That's true. And I, and I don't know why I'm getting beauty hints right now, but these are. <laughs> <laughs> That's what works for you. So yeah. My, my wife and I have a very long <laughs> regimen of getting ready for bed at night. Um, oh, really? But it, it, it's it? a lot of like flossing and mouthwash. Oh. And it's just a lot of different things I like to do. I don't know, I'm a super clean person and I just feel that's really, good. I can sleep really well when I feel extra clean. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. I, I like flossing too every every day. <laughs> and people are like, you're kind of crazy, but I mean, like, I like no, it. No, I um, do. <laughs> yeah. So do you play any other sports? Do you play tennis? I play run, tennis. Hike? I love to, I, so I've been, I've been playing tennis my whole life. I've gotten really back into it over the last like six months that we couldn't do much. So I play tennis a lot. Um, I started to jog more during the beginning of our pandemic and um, I've been continuing. It makes me feel amazing. I cannot jog a marathon at all, yeah. but I tell people like I used to jog three, four minutes and be out of breath. And I got myself to being able to do like two, two and a half miles. For oh, me, wow. that's amazing. That little amount has been able to make me feel great and shed off some pounds that I didn't want to have around. Um, so those are things. I also have a trainer that I work out with and we do like lots of different kinds of exercises. You know, I, you got to listen to your body. As I'm getting older, I, I, I hurt my shoulder. I can't do the weights as much. But you got to listen to your body. And I think anything is better than nothing. Yeah, any type of movement better than just being a couch potato. Absolutely. <laughs> just, <that's a> <laughs> Which lifestyle is so bad for you. Yeah, yeah. It also has increased during the pandemic. <laughs> so we have to really make it a point to have that movement, movement in the day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So what is something exciting in store for you in the near future? You know, I have to tell you, I think that the growth of um, my social media, which I was never very good at, 
but during this mm -hmm. pandemic allowed me to put more attention on it. The amount of positive feedback we've gotten from people that it's helped um, has been really, really, really beneficial and very nice to hear. Um, people, I didn't realize so many people and we're almost at 25,000 followers. And for oh, me wow. as a doctor, and it's an industry that like not a lot of people want to follow because they don't want other people to see that they're following a fertility specialist is huge. And trying to be open and educate, I think I'm going to put a little bit more energy into that and hopefully see that grow a lot more because I, I didn't realize how much it's helping people. Yeah, no, that's amazing. We'll definitely give it a follow. And speaking of your social media, let us know what your social channels are and where they can find you to learn more about your practice. Yeah, we're putting a lot more information um, on my personal YouTube channel, which is Fertility Talk by Dr. Shaheen Gadir. And the Instagram page is Dr. Dr. Shaheen Gadir. Um, it has a blue check and it's verified. So and unfortunately, Ooh. some people have made some fake ones. So please don't follow the fake one and follow <laughs> wow. the one that's verified. We're on Instagram yeah. and on Facebook. Um, and our, we have one for our clinic as well. It's called SCRC IVF. And it's also a very good one as well. That's amazing. Well, you know that you made it when <laughs> there are fake ones that are being created. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. People told me that's a good thing. I don't know how it's a good thing, but yeah, we had to catch, we, I catch them and people are notifying me about them at least like once a week. So it's that's for crazy. some reason, oh. yeah. Yeah, well, hopefully, yeah, we'll crack it down. But thank you so much for your time, My Dr. Kadir. Thank you so much. It was so nice to be on. I really appreciate it and it was fun.